Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of DOD 45. I am Ty of Art by Ty, and today on DOD 45 we sit down with mixed martial arts fighter Carlos the Natural Born Killer Condit. Cold crush, cold rush the quarterback. Push a pillage through a line of scrimmage, some of that old Mac nasty. Want some to nasty me, smack a rapper back, then whack talk and sass me. Procrastinated next week, the cheek turn, weak burn. Chase with ginseng and weak jerk. With the record of 32 and 13, Carlos has battled in the cage with the likes of GSP, George St. Pierre, and Nick Diaz. Um, on this episode, we talk about music and how it can adjust your energy levels. We briefly touch on his training regimen and his love of coffee. We also get into barbecuing Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hey-o! <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and coaching jiu-jitsu. It was great to have a conversation with him ahead of his upcoming welterweight matchup against Max Griffin for UFC 264. So without further ado, our guest today, Carlos Condit. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. Yeah, of course. You in? Uh, are you in New Mexico right now? Yeah, I'm in New Mexico. Yeah. Before we get started, before I start the timer, um, I do want to uh, ask you, I didn't realize, you're fighting on this card coming up on the 10th, right? I am, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't even realize that before I booked you, and then I like your name popped up in, in like a Facebook ad or something and it said that you were fighting this 10th, so that's pretty awesome. In fact, I'm, I'm stoked that you're, you're willing to sit with us for a, a session prior to a fight. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's kind of good, good timing. Get to kind of promote that a little bit. Has your has your training regimen changed over over time? Like as you're started to get a little, you know, I don't I hate to say the word older, but you are older than you were when you started. <laughs> I'll say it. It's I mean I I am older. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely, it has. It's uh, um, I've I've evolved quite a bit, and every camp is different. You know, just it just just the way it plays out. Um, this this camp was was kind of short. Uh, or yeah, I, I, I learned about this fight about five weeks ago so it's kind of an abbreviated camp trying to put everything into a, a smaller period of time but the, you're i mean mentally you're used i mean you probably always prepared for it um yeah i mean a, a big part of my uh, my process is like the the preparation the physical preparation helps me with uh, the mental side of it if i know that i've put the work in then you know i can I, you know even when i'm nervous i can rest assured that i'm going to perform you know at the best of my ability yeah, that's a great, great way to look at it. Like knowing that you're physically prepared for something is definitely an ease on your mind. All right. So I will, uh, I'm going to get this timer going. I'll set it for 45 minutes. We'll see where we can get. I'll start drawing and we'll get right into the thick of this with this first Sophie's choice. Um, John Jones or Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, John Jones, man, for sure. Are, are, are you a uh, Van Damme fan? I am actually um van damme movies were one of the reasons why i got into martial arts in the first place so blood sport or kickboxer um you know what my favorite was was actually lionheart oh i don't even remember i mean i remember the name but that was one of his earlier ones right yeah yeah i mean it's kind of similar premise you know he gets he gets into a fighting circuit and you know has to fight these guys or is blood sport the one where they put the glass on the knuckles at the end Yes. Yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, since I, I think no, I think that was kickboxing. Oh yeah, I don't know. I, I used to be a big fan. I mean, I, I don't. I say used to be because I don't really watch as many movies. But yeah, I was a big fan of Van Damme. Who wins a fight between um, Balboa or uh, Van Damme? I guess in real life, was Van Damme a uh, real fighter? I. I no, I don't think Van Damme was a real fighter, but I mean, I would, I would lead towards Van Damme. I yeah. think he was probably more of a martial artist than, uh, than Sylvester Stallone. But Sylvester Stallone was Stallone. So no, <laughs> he had that going for him. <laughs> uh, hey, what, what kind of, uh, what genre of music, uh, put you in the right headspace before a fight or, or do you, do you use music for that? Yeah, I, I do. 
Uh, I listen to all kinds of stuff, man, but I guess it just depends. Like I'm, I'm trying not to get too amped too quickly. So I somewhat mellow stuff, I guess, but like my, my go-to is always, always metal though. Early on in your career, did you find that you would get too pumped up too soon and then be worn out before the fight even started? I guess so. I mean, I try to like balance myself and I try to like not get too, not get too amped going in there because I feel like tension is kind of, uh, it's counterproductive. So if I'm, if I'm too, if I'm too amped up, I feel tense. If I'm too relaxed, I could be, you know, kind of sleepy. So I want to hit like a nice, a nice sweet spot as far as my, uh, uh, my, my energy level. Do you meditate? Are you a meditator at all? Um, I do. Yeah, I do meditate. But would you do that before a fight? Would that get you too relaxed? Fight day, yes. Uh, probably, you know, in the locker room, no, probably not as much. Definitely, breathe, like some some breathing exercises to to really, like I said, find that sweet spot um, of you know relaxation, but also awareness and uh, you know a little bit, um, I guess, keyed up. Well, you've been at this for like since you were like fifteen or something, right? Well, yeah, I started training when I was like 15 or 16, I, but I, I actually started wrestling when I was about nine. So I've been in, you know, combat sports, so to speak, for a really long time. Over the time that you've been fighting, do you find, is there a common thread between fighters that you know, like, I just wonder what it takes for someone to get in the ring. I know that's kind of like a generic sort of question, but I really have always wondered what it does take to like it does take a certain breed of somebody. I always thought it was people that wrestled in high school or something. Cause they're used to that one-on-one. -on -one. Like I played football, so I don't really know. I don't know that one-on-one, -on -one, but that was a long form question. Do, is, do, you, do you recognize, or do you, is there something that you think there's a common thread between fighters? Actually, I think that, you know, in my experience, fighters really run the gamut as far as their, their personality, their background, you know, their, their psychological makeup. Um, you got guys that are, you know, call it, you know, college grads, you know, you got guys from, you know, from the streets. I mean, there's lots of different people from lots of different walks of life and even, even athletic backgrounds. I mean, there's, there's, you know, uh, people who, you know, lot, lots of wrestlers, obviously. I mean, that's, um, yeah, lots of wrestlers, but man, I've seen guys from, from tennis, from basketball, um, even like soccer players, uh, football players uh, get into it. Um, I, think, I think the common theme is you have to, you, you absolutely have to have a competitiveness. You have to be competitive enough to step in there and, you know, uh, I mean, put it, put it on the line, put your, put your, your health and, you know, a lot of other things on, on the line. And then what do you, what do you get out of it? What do I get out of it? Man, um, I, for one, I just love to fight. Like I, I really feel like I'm in my element when I'm you know, engaged in physical combat. That's, that's when I find my flow state. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I was, I was born to do this. And so, so that's cool. I mean, I also get paid to do this. I mean, yeah. I, I may, I, you know, I, I get money from it. So that's, um, that's cool. <laughs> Did you uh, play other sports? Yeah, so I uh, I played soccer for maybe five or six years when I was a kid. I I was on swim team for a while for like maybe five or six years, maybe even longer. Uh, I played football and I wrestled. So uh, being active and like using your physical prowess has been something that's pretty much been part of your whole life, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah, I've been an athlete my whole life. Do you enjoy training? I I asked this question because when I played football, I was really good at football, but I hated practice. I mm. <laughs> I gave us that, so I've always wondered if people actually like training and practice. And um, I like MMA practice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can remember when I played football, I would always fake an injury to get out of practice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but I you know I love what I do. I get a chance to. You know, I, I, I get to, you know, do ninja shit all the time and go and, and work out at the gym all the time. And I just, I, I do, I enjoy it. I'm blessed to do what I do. 
Well, that reminds me, were, were you, was training and everything as far as your, your career, was that affected by, with the whole thing with COVID happening? Like, were you guys, did you guys have to uh, stop camp for a while? I mean, training or? Mm, it was definitely affected. I trained, I trained some out at uh, Donald Cerrone's ranch out in, uh, it's about an, maybe 45 minutes out of Albuquerque. Um, kind of like a, it's like a, a closed private gym. So we were able to get our, get our work in. Um, my strength and conditioning changed quite a bit because my my spot was was closed down. Um, I did a lot of stuff at home, um, but you know during COVID I fought twice um, and and won both those fights. So you know whatever the change was, it it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't enough to affect me negatively. Were you doing a lot more training at home then during that? I was, yeah. Was that um, something that wasn't is not common for you, like training at home? Um. I, I did more of it. I think, uh, I have, I have some equipment at home, you know, a heavy bag. And then I have this thing called a, a spar bar. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool piece of equipment. It's got a, like a, a twirl, like a, an arm that spins around on, on some ball bearings and you got to like duck and move in and out. It's, it's a, it's pretty cool. So I use that quite a bit. Uh, let, let me ask you this, uh, Sophie's choice, natural born killers or kill bill. Uh, natural born killers. Is that still what your nickname that you go by natural born killer? It is. Where, where it did is. that come from? Do you mind? Uh... Well, you know, they, they filmed that here. They filmed that in Albuquerque. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so there's like in, in all over New Mexico. So there's kind of, that, there's that connection. But when I was maybe like 18, 19 years old, I had like 12 first round finishes and I was just this like baby face. I couldn't even, you know, I, I couldn't even grow a beard at the time. And, you know, I was just, so it basically came from my, my old gym and that kind of that, uh, first, you know, whatever, 12, 13 wins. And you were destroying people, right? Um, yeah, I was, (laughs) but I, I would say that the, the landscape, the, the competitive landscape is way different these days. You know, I was fighting guys that were, you know, like trying their hand at this. It's, you know, it's nowhere near, it was nowhere near as competitive as it is now. Is it harder to fight someone that comes from not really like a a, a specific style that is maybe more of a street fighter or something? I mean, I guess it's totally changed now. Now everybody, I mean, you wouldn't really make it very far if you weren't training that hard. But I always wondered if it was harder to fight someone that you was like a I guess, I don't know, for lack of a better term, I'm calling him street fighter, but I don't really know. I would say in, in general, it, it can't, if somebody's not trained, then they don't do the same things that a trained fighter would do. So like, for instance, Mayweather against, was it Jake Paul or no, no, the other, the other one, one the one. other Paul brother, whoever <laughs> he fought, Mayweather against the, the, the Paul dude that like Mayweather's super, super, super technical. And the other guy, I mean, he's got some training, but he's wild. And Mayweather was, it's hard to fight a wild fighter. That's not playing the exact same game that you are. Yeah. I would kind of liken that to how, when a chess player is playing someone who doesn't really know how to play chess, they're they're used to always being able to calculate a a good move. Mm -hmm. So, do you have an, an opinion on the whole new thing with uh, YouTubers and stuff getting into the fight game? It's interesting. I, I'm all for people making money off of, you know, putting themselves out there. And, you know, if, if you can make a, if you can make a buck fighting, you know, that's what I do. Who am I to knock that? What, what I kind of think is funny is all of a sudden they're all tough guys. Right. You know, and they're, they're, you know, and I don't know, maybe, maybe they are. I, I, I don't even know. The only, really the only ones that I know are the Paul brothers. And I mean, they obviously are, you know, they, they have some training and they're, you know, they're, they're at least respectable. Right. Um, these other guys are, I don't know. They're just kind of, they come from a different world and now all of a sudden they're tough guys and there's videos of them getting in scraps with each other at, 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 uh, at clubs and, almost trying to play this part and i think that's i think that's kind of silly that's what i was wondering does it does it amplify fighting sports or does it make more of a mockery of it or i don't know i i think the the jury's out on that one yeah um it's i mean the 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 dynamic 
and the 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 fact that these guys are getting they're just they're getting paid what they're getting paid um, shines a light on some of the questions about you know the pay structure in uh, in in mixed martial arts and UFC UFC specifically. So that's an interesting piece of it. No, I don't know. I I I think it, I mean we'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Yeah. Are you are you still into that? Um, I don't I don't know how it's pronounced, but the, like MoveNet. Uh, yeah, MoveNet. Uh, I've not really done anything uh, um, like uh, officially or formally with MoveNet for a while. Um, you know, all the stuff that I that I was taught and learned, uh, I I still incorporate that into my training. I think it's a cool a cool uh, a cool thing. For can you explain what that is like real briefly or? Sure, sure. Uh, so move nat is basically, I, I would describe it as a, a natural movement fitness modality. And it, it, it just uh, emphasizes efficiency of movement, whether that's running, jumping, crawling, jump, uh, swimming, lots of climbing, hanging, trying to get back to the movement behaviors that we did before, um, you know, before we were also sedentary. Um, you know, even if you go, you know, if you go into a typical gym, the, the, the range of position or movement is really you sit down, you lay or you stand up as opposed to, you know, squatting, kneeling, crawling, laying, hanging, all, you know, all these different things. So it's basically yeah. trying to open up your movement patterns and maximize efficiency and, you know, and through that get you stronger, make you a better more proficient uh human i guess i think it's awesome i think that all takes place outdoors right with trees a lot of it does um you can do there there's move nat training inside um you could do i mean really you could do it anywhere yeah i think that's a that's an awesome concept so you don't do anything officially with them but you do implement it into some of your your training yeah i i I just haven't for a while i mean it's you know i um, there was a there's a, a, a period of time where I did um, some of their combatives because they have a combatives aspect to it, which is really cool. I did some some seminars as a as an instructor. Um, yeah, it's just been a little while. I, I would love to reconnect, uh, but I uh, everything that I was taught and everything that I did, I still incorporated in my training. That's awesome. Going back to your nickname, Natural Born Killers, not Nick's, not your, just your nickname, but um, what's the best fight name ever conceptualized? <laughs> Ooh, that's, a, I, I, I mean, I kind of like, I mean, it's not too far off from Natural Born Killer. I like, I like the axe murderer, Vanderlei Silva, the axe murderer. That one you can, you won't, especially back, I mean, Vanderlei, that's fairly old. Uh, I was thinking like you could still get by with just scaring people with certain things, you know, like, cause I've always wondered nowadays, does the stare down in the ring ever work? Like, you know, in, in the streets when you, that you're trying to scare somebody, but does that mm-hmm. work still these days? Um, I like to think it does. Okay. I like to think, you know, the, the stare down at weigh-ins, it, it sets a tone. I, and that's just, that's just my personal opinion and whether, whether it does or whether it doesn't, I always, I like to get a vibe from my opponent. You know, they're, they're trying to feel you out. You're trying to feel, feel them out. They're trying, there's, there's an intimidation factor. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, there, there's, there's definitely some psychological chess going on. That's, that's cool to know. So at weigh-ins, I mean, prior to fighting somebody, do you guys do most of the fighters now? Do you guys know? kind of know each other or are there still people that you'll come across that you really have no idea about and so you really will be filling each other out at weigh-ins i mean in in the past i knew more of the more of the people more of the more of the guys like gsp i had trained with a tiny bit and i had met him and we had you know i'd like been at a club with him before before we fought we had talked you know i I knew court mcgee um you know we were we we knew each other, but like my, my upcoming opponent, I've never, never met him. I don't think I've ever been in the same room with, with, uh, with Max Griffin. So it'll totally be like a feeling out kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've, I've always wondered that when I've watched weigh-ins, I've always wondered like, 
if it was all show or if really really there is some of that kind of filling each other out thing happening there so well i mean even if you know somebody well there you know it's it's a different it's a completely different setting you know stepping in to fight them when you're fighting do you fight from an uh, an angry like not angry but do you have to hate the person that you're fighting or are you able to just um take it just like a sport just like you're playing like you're no i don't i i admire the people I, I compete against, you know, we, we have, we have a lot more in common than we do or than we don't. Are there fighters out there that do fight from that with, from that angle? Like I just, you know, I feel like I would have to get into that mode. Obviously I'm not a fighter, but I'm just feel like I'd have to be so angry. It would be hard for me to punch my friends. <laughs> for me, it's intensity. It's not anger. Right. And it's like, a, it's, it's like a fire, but it's not, uh, malicious or right. malevolent and and i mean i don't even know if you could differentiate the two when you're in there like dropping elbows on somebody's face because it's this the, this the same outcome even when you're fighting a sibling once you get hit that once you are not a sibling for a minute and, yeah and you see red yeah <laughs> oh are you still in the coffee game um i am we're actually pivoting a little bit we had opened a, a brick and mortar at the very very beginning of covid and that has that has kicked our ass, so we're uh, we're restructuring a bit at the moment. How did that come? Well, how about a Sophie's Choice energy drink or coffee? Coffee all day. <laughs> is that is that just how that happened? You just love you just have an affinity for coffee. Is that how that you ended up getting into that that business? Yeah, that's part of it. I'm, you know, I'm I'm I've been a coffee drinker since I was like a teenager. It's definitely. Uh, uh, a supplement that I, that I utilize on a regular basis for training. How many cups a day? Uh, how many cups a day? Yeah. Today I've had, I've had like two, but like some pretty strong coffee. My, my wife, real, a big coffee drinker. I only drank coffee when I went out drinking all night, but uh, after I married her, we started drinking, I drink a lot of coffee, but she calls it rhino head when she has too no, many like rhino brain rhino brain after having too many cups of coffee do you ever get that or are you uh just caffeinated you you've got it down oh no i i absolutely go overboard sometimes you know, yeah you, you try to hit that sweet spot but you know i i overshoot that quite a bit even today i and it also depends on like what i ate i'm kind of i'm in the process of cutting down on my weight so my calories are down and i'm having the same uh, the same strength coffee that I usually have, but without the, you know, without as much food to buffer it, get kind of, get kind of weird. Are you able to have a cup of coffee like prior to a fight? Uh, yeah. And I, I always do. Yeah. We, we, I think we had read or heard somewhere in an interview or something that you were a, a fan of these people. So I'm going to ask you this question here. Um, Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, or Donatello? I liked, I like uh donatello that he's the he's the purple one right i think he is because he, he has the staff right he's the boasted yeah no i like yeah i liked but of, of all of them I, I think i i relate to to Raphael the most um when i was a kid i liked donatello because i could just use a, a broomstick as the weapon and yeah. you know i'm just not a fan of those size i don't know why because <laughs> didn't Raphael have the two the the i guess they're called Yep. He had, he had the size. Um, actually, I mean, the size is pretty cool. I think, I think it was a legit weapon. Yeah. I was such, I mean, I was such a Bruce Lee fan. So nunchucks for me were like always the joint. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I actually looked into it and nunchucks weren't actually very effective in like actual combat. Right. It was more a gimmicky thing or maybe just for show. Yeah. They just looked cool. Wow. Unfortunately. That hurts everybody's heart because they're a cool weapon. Hey, when you um, have to cut your diet for training, what does that consist of? I clean it up quite a bit. Like I, I try to eat about like like an 80-20, like re pretty, pretty healthy, clean, nutritionally dense food to like 20%, like whatever. Um, and then, you know, closer to a fight, closer to weigh-in, you know, that's more like uh, you know, five, five percent, um, you know, kind of, you know, whatever. And 95% really clean if that, if that makes sense. Um, and then cutting my portion sizes and, 
you know, I've, I've done it so many times that, that I think my body just keys in and um, I'm able to drop the weight pretty quick. That handling of diet and everything, I mean, that's a pretty important part of training, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you can overdo it to where you just completely have no energy by the time you get in the ring? Or, or what oh, yeah. can happen, like, if you, is that, if you, you know, misjudge what your diet? Yeah, you can be completely flat when you, when you fight. I mean, you could, you could miss weight. I've never missed weight. Um, I've definitely been felt flat in fights and, and not had a great weight cut. Um, yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a balancing act. Uh, and there's, there's a science to it. And I kind of, I, I, I do my own thing that's probably different than what other people do, but it works for me. Yeah. Hey, is there a punch or a kick somebody laid on you that you'll never forget? Yeah. And I, um, and actually I got to compete against him recently. Uh, a guy named, uh, Jake Ellenberger. He was my second fight in the UFC. Um, he comes out of the gate in the first round and, and lights me up, dry, drops me worse than I've ever been dropped in the UFC. Uh, and yeah, I think he, he hit me with just his whole fist in my eye socket. And I dropped, it was, it was gnarly. And, uh, I just, I got, I got an opportunity to compete against him in a, in a submission only match, um, in submission underground, which was cool because I knew he couldn't hit me. <laughs> and so I, I agreed to it. Do you ever, do you watch your, your fights? Do you go back and watch them? I do, uh, you know, less so these days. I, I really, when I was younger, I did anymore, not so much, maybe once or twice I'll watch it. And then. I'm just like, okay. And more so for, you know, initially to, cause it's exciting. You want to see how you compete, how, you, you know, how it looked out, how, how everything played out. Cause the way that you remember it isn't always the way that it, you know, it happened. Um, can you use it? Can you watch it? Like how, like uh, how in the NBA and NFL are watching like film, can you use it to that advantage? Yeah, I, I think so. And then, and then another part of that is that, watching your tendencies to see what your next opponent is going to see. Cause you know that they're studying you. Yeah. So do you do a lot of, do you, will you do a lot of film prior to fighting? Like, will you watch a lot of people's fights and I mean your, your opponent's fights? Um, I do, I do some, my, my, uh, my coaches do quite a bit and then we collaborate. But you, um, watching film and someone's fights, if they have tendencies, those tendencies will all, always be there, I imagine, right? People improve. And I, I think it's probably not a great thing to watch somebody and watch the, you know, watch what they do negatively and then, you know, think that they're not a formidable opponent. Right. Because um, their, their camps probably watched it and noticed it too. And they're going to make sure. Yeah. I, in, in my experience, people, people improve over time. Yeah. And so, you know, like tend to, but it, it's more so what, what we look for is their not so much their like negative tendencies, but I mean, we would, of course, if there are some, but just their, like their tactics, their game, what they play. And then we try to, you know, like a, a rock, paper, scissors sort of thing. If he, if he's going to throw scissors, you know, we, we want to bring the rock. Right. Ooh, bring the rock. <laughs> Are you a rock fan? Um, yeah. I mean, not, not particularly. Uh, I mean, he's cool. I don't have anything against him. Right. But um, he's all right. I brought up Bruce Lee earlier. Um, Bruce Lee or Jet Lee? Bruce Lee. Yeah. Were you into those, uh, like, kung fu movies and stuff? Um, no, not so much. A lot of that was, I think a lot of that was before my time. Right. I mean, so Ninja Turtles was huge. Like the first Ninja Turtles was actually one of the first movies I saw in the theater. I think maybe the second movie I ever saw in theaters. Oh, so you're the live action one, right? Sorry about the live action, the first Which, one. Corey Feldman was one of the Ninja Turtles. Was that? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Corey, I'm pretty sure the, in the first one, Corey Feldman was, I think, Donatello. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Now the live action, I love that. And the, I, of course I love the cartoons, but yeah, it was, it was mainly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, Bruce Lee or not, not Bruce. I'm sorry, not Bruce Lee. Um, John Claude Van Damme. So were you training for, were you doing any like training prior to those or was that really, was John Claude Van Damme really like kind of the one that got you? 
I mean, I did training in my living room against invisible ninjas. Right. I'm, this I was, I was I was young. I was like five, six years old. Yeah. Um, how about uh, Brock Larson or Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Brock in, in what? In a fight? Uh, just yeah, just, a, just in general. <laughs> just in general. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lesnar. <laughs> sure, I'll go with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> just because he had a big, huge sword on his chest. <laughs> a sword, yeah. <laughs> um, who do you think? It was one of the best UFC fighters of, of all time. Oh, um, I mean, that's, I mean, the guys to choose from are, I mean, I could kind of throw out something cliche. Maybe I'll think of somebody who's not as, uh, as, as well known. Um, I think, well, I mean, Khabib is, I mean, Khabib has been the man. Khabib is, is hard to beat. Um, you know, Max Holloway's incredible. Like, except for his fights, you know, uh, against Poye, Poye just has his number. But man, I Max Holloway is just a fantastically gifted fighter. Um, if you could match up with anybody in the cage, dead or alive, they don't even have to be a fighter. Just anyone. Who would you want? Who would you want to match up against? Who would you want to face off with in the cage? Uh, just like like a historical figure. Anybody? Yeah, anyone. Anyone that would. So, so, you know, you know, Genghis Khan was like a wrestler, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I like history and I think Genghis Khan would be a, be, be an interesting match. Yeah. I mean, he must've been pretty strong. That's a good choice though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you train for that, but. <laughs> I mean, I, and, I, and I'm hoping, and I'm hoping we're just doing a physical fight and not like a, an archery contest or like a, a fight to the death with bows and arrows. Uh, this is a stupid one, but it's one that uh, that's always in my mind and I haven't been able to use it with anybody. Um, would you rather be the genie or the one to find the lamp? I think the one, the, the finder, the master for sure. Yeah, because I wonder if the genie actually has powers. Well, he's always like a servant. He's always um, bound in some way for some reason. Yeah, to whoever finds the lamp. Good thinking. You thought that one out. <laughs> I, wa I watched a, a show with my kids the other day. I think it's the Wish Dragon, and it's basically a a, a genie kind of kind of situation. And so, yeah, I, I, this has gone through my mind recently. <laughs> you you have two boys, or yeah, yeah. Are they, how how old are they? I have a four year old and an eleven year old. Oh, that's fun. Does your eleven year old do wrestling and sports? Uh, yeah, he's wrestled since he was about five. You know, he played, he's, he's pretty athletic. Um, he, he really enjoys sports. Um, he hasn't played anything for the last like two years because of COVID. Um, but you know, he's, he's grown up in the gym. He, uh, he won't let me teach him anything, but he's, he definitely likes MMA. Yeah. Kids don't want to learn from their parents. They, they just want to learn it from, from the side. I think, I mean, I got a 15 year old and a 13 year old and they're both artists, but I, I would never show them how to do anything because then it would just turn them off to it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, how about this one? Demi Moore or Demi Lovato? Oh, Demi Moore. Okay. I picked Demi Lovato because they are from <laughs> Albuquerque. Do you, um, how do you, what do you call people from Albuquerque? Is it ABQ? What, what is the term? Uh, Burkenios. Oh, is that for locals only though? Yeah. They call Albuquer Albuquerque, like the slang for Albuquerque is Burke. And so Burkenios are people from Albuquerque. People from New Mexico, are, are you New Mexicans? New Mexicans, yeah. Okay. How about um, the fighter or fight club? Oh, fight club. Yeah, yeah. So Tyler the creator or Tyler Durden? <laughs> Tyler Durden, my, my dude. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fight, fight club fan. Yeah, that's a great one. What would you think is the one of the better um, fight movies of all time? Ooh, so I was I was I don't know if you've ever seen this one. So there was, I think it was it must have been the '90s. I had like a bootleg copy on a VHS tape, and it was a a movie. It was a boxing movie called Gladiator, and it had Cuba Gooding Jr. and then in the Great White Hype. 
Yeah, exactly. And I don't know any any of the other actors, but Cuba was Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it. I loved that movie. Yeah, that was good. Uh, wasn't Samuel L. Jackson like his coach or something? They screwed over the Great White Hype. It wasn't Samuel L. Jackson. I forget what the guy's name is. He's been in some other stuff. Yeah, like I said, I couldn't name yeah. any of the other actors. They're like, you know, maybe notable from other movies, but um, yeah, no, Cuba Gooding is the only like, you know, A-list guy on it. Oh, I know who. He just died recently. Brian Dennehy was the guy that like put together the fights. Yeah, yeah. Are you into these movies that like involve MMA fighting in it? Some I I haven't seen a lot, but um, some of them are, you know, they 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 do a decent job. I forget, I forget, man. Like I I remember there was two that came out. There was Warriors. I think that was the one with um, with Tom Hardy, and that was that was okay. And then there was another one. Gosh, and it it was it was a little bit cheesy, but they got some they got some stuff right, uh, and I like that. Um, that show Kingdom is pretty damn good, actually. A lot of what a lot of, and I've only seen like part of a season, but the part that I saw, I think that was they they did a pretty good job. Um, grill or griddle? Uh, grill. Yeah, you like to grill, right? I do, man. I haven't in a while though. I just moved to a new place and I haven't got my, my outdoor cooking set up figured out yet. When you're having like the big party and people over, like what, what's, what's guaranteed to be on the, on the mill for people, for your guests from the grill? Um, pro, I mean, it's like I said, it's been a while since I, since I cooked for a lot of people. Um, I like to do like a, a, a roast leg of lamb on the grill. Yeah. Does that take a long time to cook? that one of those all day things like a brisket no no well so the the one that i do it's like a like overnight marinade and there's kind of a lot of prep on it but no it's about maybe i think like two hours now i mean you serve it you know medium medium rare what's uh what's a local spot in albuquerque that you um love to promote to people like restaurant or anything like when someone says they're going to be in town where where's the place uh Oh man, my, my, my friend, my friend Izzy's got a restaurant called the shop and they do uh, breakfast and lunch and it is fantastic. Everything's elevated. You know, there's some, some New Mexican dishes. He doesn't, he's got his own take on like just a lot of regular, you know, regular type dishes. What was the last show you watched on Netflix? Right now I watched uh, working moms. They're on the, the fourth, uh, the fourth uh, season. It's a comedy. It's pretty funny. Yeah, awesome. What was the last What was the last song or album you were listening to? Oh man! I, so I listen to all kinds of stuff. Today I was listening to uh, a guy named uh, Benjamin Todd um, and and Tyler Childers. They're like kind of country, but like more, I guess, bluegrass. Do you? Is it weird looking at your Instagram page and like seeing? celebrities and all these people who follow your work and comment on your page <laughs> yeah some i mean i don't think i have a whole lot i just saw that mickey Rourke commented on your page and i was like wow <laughs> well yeah well, M- mickey's a big fight fan like he had like a legit boxing career he follows lots of fighters um and so he's he's very much into the end of the fight game yeah i mean he's a legend man <laughs> have you are you friendly with him or just through through the through the fight game um, no, I, I met him. He, he was out here filming a movie, um, maybe like five or six months ago. And he, you know, he, he hit me up and I went and we hung out a little bit. He's is a really cool dude. You would want to get into acting or anything or, or what is, I, I'd hate to do the question of like, what's the end game, but like sure. what, what happens after? You have gotten into acting, haven't you? <laughs> I've done, I've done a little bit. I've done some, some goofy like B movies or like maybe ef movies like straight to video do you Um, enjoy that though yeah you know what? it was fun um i like my time is pretty limited and i don't love that and i want to give my energy to things that i am like super passionate about so what 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 is that what is what what are you super passionate about other than the other than the fight game well i mean it's all various aspects of the fight game i love i love teaching you know, I love, I, you know, I love training jujitsu. I've been doing jujitsu for, for 20 years and I'm just 
still learning new stuff. There's still so much more for me to learn. Love to cook, like we talked about. Spending time with my kids. I did the coffee thing, but you know, honestly, you know, any any time that I that I can hang out with my kids and go you know, go go do stuff, I feel like that's really that's really what I where I want to spend my time, other than doing you know what I do for a living. Yeah. What's the game plan from here? When do you travel? Where is the fight at? Uh, fights in Vegas. Vegas. And I leave a week from today. And then do you go, is there like a place that you train when you get there? I, well, so one of my coaches lives out there, a guy named Ricky Lundell. So I'll, I'll be training with him at his, at his space. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I, I train at various places, but you know, we'll, we'll probably just have our own little, uh, you know, fighter, fighter room. I'm bringing my coaches out, you know, the, our, we're, we're bringing the gym to Vegas basically. Does it mellow down like the, the first couple, I mean, a day or two before, before fight day? There's I, the, the, the intensity, I back off on the intensity, but I'm still doing a decent amount of volume. I like to, you know, we talked about cutting weight. I like to work my weight off and, you know, sweat it off. I don't, I don't necessarily like to sit in the sauna a lot. I like to, I'd rather be moving and sweating. Um, so the, the, the intensity diminishes a bit, but I'm still doing a, a decent amount of volume. What are your thoughts on the, I mean, like you said, you've been kind of into this since you were 15. What are your thoughts on like the evolution of the sport? Yeah, dude, I mean, I've, I've seen it from, I mean, I, I started watching uh, UFC in like 93. I mean, I've seen it the whole, the whole way through. It's been, and it's, it's been amazing. I mean, they, you know, Zufa, the UFC, um, Dana White and the Fertitas did a, a fantastic job really captivating the public and getting them, getting, getting eyes on the sport and, you know, continuing to promote it and, and building it into what it, what it is. Uh, well, and I've been so used to it because I get, yeah, I, like you've, I've watched since the first one and like, um, you know, when there was no weight classes and Ken Shamrock was huge in the Gracie days, like back then it was like a, this brutal sport. And I'm sure this question gets asked all the time and I usually ha hate to regurgitate information, but I, but I, is it not considered like so taboo anymore as it used to be? Or do you still get those people that give that side eye when you're like, yeah, I'm a cage fighter? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I, it's not as taboo, at least in the circles that I run in, in, in especially in Albuquerque. It's, it's actually kind of a cliche that you're a cage fighter in Albuquerque <laughs> just because there's so many people who, you know, are cage fighters or have tried to be cage fighters. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's part, of the, part of the culture. Um, is it annoying when you're, when you've reached, you know, the point of the career that you're in and the question changes from who you looking to fight next to, is this your last fight? No, I don't think it's annoying. I think it's just a, that's a natural progression. These yeah. are all. I saw like four years ago, I was just going through some of your old, old interviews and like people were asking you back then. And I was just like, man, he's still so young. Why, why do you, you've got beers in you still, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a long career. Uh, I mean, I've been. I mean, I'm coming up on, I'm coming up on 20 years, like prof fighting professionally. So, I mean, I, I, I think I'm in the twilight of my career, but I don't exactly have a time frame for that. And, you know, I, I still love what I do. Like, I, I still love it. Like, I, I'm continuing to, like, grow as a fighter and get better. And, I mean, I have to weigh that against, you know, an accumulation of damage, which is always a, a concern. But you know, for now, dude, I'm just I'm enjoying the ride. What will be? Will will you want to just continue in some capacity in the fight in the fight world after you're done actually like putting on the gloves and standing in the ring? Uh, yeah, 100. percent Like I, I I feel like I'm gonna do jujitsu until I'm an old man if I can. Um, have you, you've been, you, do you do coaching kind of too, or, or, or are you just still a student? I mean, I guess it's kind of the same. I, yeah, no, I coach. I, I teach a couple of classes a week. Did, when did you start doing the, the coaching in your, in your career? I've, I've done it off and on. I, man, I was doing it when I was, when I was pretty young, uh, like mid, my mid twenties and then stopped doing it. And I would do seminars intermittently. Um, I've been, 
running this class that I've been that I've been doing at the gym where I'm at now for about two years um, while while still doing um, seminars. Yeah, I asked that because I I do know when I coached football, I wish I would have coached football while I was playing because when you start coaching, that's when you start learning. <laughs> so I wondered, like, it's really, it, I was wondering if that was the case for you, like if you felt like you learned a lot more as soon as you started doing some coaching. I, yeah, I mean, you see things from, you see something from a different perspective and you trying to explain it makes you better as a, like you, you have to kind of break it down a little bit more. And in that you're refining your own game. Do you feel like you're good at it? A good coach? I do. Awesome. I do think I'm a good coach. Awesome. Um, well, I'm going to put some white highlights in this. I probably have to do it after. Before I uh, wrap it up, here's something that we need to just to get settled right away. Um, is there a difference between a red chili and a green chili? Uh, technically, I well, and I could be wrong about this. Um, I think that a red chili is just more ripe than a green chili. Is there a flavor difference or anything though? Yeah, I mean, there's there yeah there's there's flavor difference and just the way that uh, the way it's prepared. Typically, red chili is is done in like a sauce, and green chili can be in a sauce, but a lot of times you just chop it up, roast it, and chop it. You uh, understand that you can't get green chilies anywhere else in the U.S. than uh, other than where you're at. Well, in the West. I mean, in the West. I mean, yeah, in the West, because we spend a lot of time in the Midwest and um, it's damn near impossible to find. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's not the same. I think Denver has green chili, but it's, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the same. And even if it is or better, just let us have something because New Mexico, <laughs> we're, 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 we're short on things to be proud of. Hey, do you guys, is there a rivalry between like, is there some like a uh, playful rivalry? Or are you guys like homies to death between um, Santa, Santa Fe and Albuquerque? No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really rivals. It's very, they're very different places. Are they different in like the, the, you know, like San Francisco and Los Angeles are like two totally different worlds. Is it that different or? It's pretty, it's pretty different. Yeah. Cause Santa Fe, Santa Fe is a very unique place. I don't know if you spent much time there. Santa Fe is very unique. Um, Albuquerque is different too. Yeah. They're, they're very, they're very different places. Do you feel comfortable when you're in Santa Fe? Do you feel more like a new Mexican or do you feel like an outsider when you're, I mean, I don't know if you go there often, but. Um, I do. I mean, it's, it's like less than an hour away. No, I, I go up there fairly often. Um, I feel perfectly comfortable. I get lost all the time. Um, Albuquerque's Albuquerque's built on a grid and it's easy to find your way around. And Santa Fe has been there since like, like, you know, like the 1500s and everything's winding weird roads. And I've, no, I've been up there, you know, off and on my whole life and I still don't know my way around. <laughs> so the timer did go off. What things can you, um, what would you like to point out? What should my, the people who haven't ever heard of you, there will be some of those on my, you know, from my collectors. Um, what are ways that they can find out what you're up to? Um, I don't know. It's different. Most of the people I've been uh, interviewing are like uh, musicians, um, you know, so I can say like, how can you support them? I guess that's sure. a, be a different sort of vibe for you. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, I guess, how, what's the best place for people to know what's happening in Carlos's world? Um, well, I mean, first off, I fight, I fight on the, uh, on the main card on July 10th. It's the, it's the Conor McGregor card, Conor McGregor Poye 3. Um, on the, the, the first fight on the, the main card on that one. Uh, and then I'm, I'm probably most active on, uh, on Instagram, just at Carlos Condit and, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it, man. And you said that the, the coffee company is, uh, you're, you're re kind of changing things up. Yeah. I mean, for, for right now, Probably because of a lot of the stuff that we we dealt with with COVID, we're um, we're we're uh, switching to uh, an e-commerce platform okay. and and approach just you know selling more online stuff and more you know merchandise beans. Oh, you um, sell the beans there? Yeah, absolutely. So where can where can people get those from again? It's hundredhandscoffee.com. Okay. 
Hey, what? I have a quick question. Yeah, How do your boys feel, or are they old enough to understand? Well, I guess the five-year-old is. How do they feel when you go and fight? You know, I think they probably have mixed feelings about it. Um, it's my job, so and they've grown up with it, so they don't see it as like anything out of the ordinary. Are they allowed to watch the fight? Um, not live. I think one of I think my son, my oldest, has watched maybe one or two of my fights live. Um, but I, yeah, I, I usually we've, we've steered away from that. Yeah. Just cause I mean, it just, you never know. You never know what can happen. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. It might be a little early on tough to see your dad getting punched in the head, but I, but again, if you grow up in it, it's not so, it's not so abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they're just, they're kids, yeah. you know, kids are kids. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you joining me, Carlos. It was awesome to talk with you. You'll, you're the first outside of what I have been doing. I've mostly been interviewing uh, indie indie hip hop artists, um, but I just want to interview people and not interview. I just want to have be in a discussion with people that are inspiring, and you're certainly inspiring. Um, your work ethic is awesome. Um, so I just uh, again, I just really want to thank you. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers. again carlos for joining me on this episode of dod 45 i feel very fortunate that we were able to get some time with you before your fight uh, for the rest of you be sure to tune in july 10th 2021 to catch carlos's fight with max griffin it really should be an exciting matchup if you'd like to get your hands on some of carlos's coffee go to hundredhandscoffee.com you know many people don't know this about me but uh, i used to be an editor and producer of an mma tv show in salt lake city utah called the ultimate combat experience and i also used to do some editing and graphic work for randy couture and matt linland's show sport fight way back in the day so you know having the opportunity to talk with a truly skilled fighter like carlos was a genuine pleasure for me so thanks again carlos if you'd like to find out more about me and my art head over to artbytai.com that's art by t-a-i as always you can find all of the links below and don't forget go follow me on twitter at art by Ty. That's it for now, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. The thoughts in my head take place in my bed and I don't have to lie. Thanks for watching this episode of DOD45. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I don't want you to ever miss an episode. Also stick around my YouTube page for a bit. There's a whole array of videos to enjoy, including time-lapse videos, drawing tutorials, and live streams. It's like an amusement park. Now click that subscribe button and go watch another episode of DOD45. Cheers. <laughs>